0: On today's Exploring History podcast, I'll talk about the life, career, and faith of a world-renowned surgeon and Nobel Prize recipient whom you probably have never heard of. Welcome to Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. The more we learn about creation he said it just adds to the glory of god regarding science and faith he said personally i've never seen a conflict those are the words of dr joseph murray dr murray was a man of science and a man of christian faith he achieved world-changing accomplishments but he was also a humble man who cared deeply about the patients he served and who never lost his sense of wonder about the world in which God had placed him. Joseph E. Murray was born April 1, 1919, in Milford, Massachusetts. His father was an attorney and judge, and his mother was a schoolteacher. Joseph's parents dedicated themselves to giving their children the best education in the world. His fascination with science began early. In his Nobel autobiography, Murray shared this recollection. As a second-year high school chemistry student, I still have a vivid memory of my excitement when I first saw a chart of the periodic table of elements. The order in the universe seemed miraculous, and I wanted to study and learn as much as possible about the natural sciences. Now, if you're like me, you might not have ever been excited about the periodic table of elements. But that just shows how deeply science took hold of the heart and mind of Joseph Murray. I do have one friend who had this same excitement and still does. It's a lesson for us all on how to see God's wisdom and order everywhere we look in the world. Joseph Murray attended Holy Cross College. From his youth, he had wanted to become a doctor because of the great respect he had for his family's physician. So in 1940 he enrolled in Harvard Medical School. Then came World War II. Drafted into the Army, Murray and other medical students were rushed through training so they could join the war effort. Murray was assigned to Valley Forge General Hospital in Pennsylvania, where he helped soldiers who had been burned and disfigured in the war. He learned about the intricacies of the human immune system when dealing with skin transplants. He also learned about the human spirit from soldiers who endured multiple surgeries, intense and prolonged pain, and permanent disfigurement, but who persevered. One patient who had a profound impact on Murray's life and career was Charles Woods. Woods was an experienced aviator who, on December 23, 1944, was training a younger pilot in India. They were flying a plane carrying 28,000 pounds of aviation fuel to be delivered to China. The young pilot made a mistake in taking off. The plane crashed, and the fuel erupted in a giant fire. Woods escaped through a side window in the cockpit, but he was badly burned over 70% of his body, including his entire head and hands. The medical team, of which Murray was a member, performed 24 operations on Woods over two years to give him a functional face. Woods eventually had 60 operations over three years, many without anesthesia, because he did not want to become addicted to the drugs. Murray learned important biological principles regarding transplants from his work with Charles Woods, but even more, Murray learned about human courage. Murray later wrote in his autobiography entitled, Surgery of the Soul, If I had been Charles Woods, would I have had the will to survive for six weeks with 70% of my body burned and the ability to endure two years of unimaginable pain? Would I have had the dignity and confidence to walk out into the world with a disfigurement that would cause people to stare at me for the rest of my life? I honestly don't know. I know only that Charles taught me what a human being can achieve and should strive for in dealing with adversity. By the way, Charles Woods turned down a 100% disability pension and used his mustering out pay when he left military service to build duplexes. He went on to be a multimillionaire businessman in real estate, radio, and television. He also ran for political office several times, and became friends with evangelist Billy Graham in the 1950s. This is another remarkable story in the midst of Murray's story. Dr. Murray went on to do groundbreaking work in plastic and reconstructive surgery, helping burn victims and those with congenital deformities, as well as becoming an expert in head and neck surgery. What he learned helped him achieve breakthroughs in the field of organ transplants. On December 23, 1954, the date is important, Murray performed the first successful kidney transplant between identical twins Ron and Richard Herrick. Ron and Richard were 23 years old at the time. Richard had advanced kidney failure, and his only hope was to receive one of his brother Ron's kidneys. Murray gave serious, prayerful thought to the ethical question of whether it was right to take a kidney from a live donor. No doctor had ever done that before. The procedure was successful and made medical history. It led to the now widespread practice of organ transplants. Richard Herrick lived eight more years. He got married, and he and his wife had two children. At the time Joseph Murray performed the operation, he was 35 years old. Two days after this groundbreaking surgery, Murray performed another procedure that demonstrated his humility and dedication to healing. On Christmas Day, 1954, he sewed up a simple cut on a young boy's forehead in a hospital emergency room. Murray later said, I would never not respond in an emergency. That's what being a doctor is. A commentator who knew of Murray's approach to his medical practice said, To Murray, a doctor's responsibility is to treat each patient as not just a set of symptoms, but as someone with a spirit that can be helped through medical procedures. In 1959, Murray performed the first kidney transplant from a non-identical donor. Then, three years later, he performed the first successful kidney transplant that use the organ of a deceased donor. Murray helped develop the protocols that surgeons have used around the world for this kind of surgery. He is considered the father of organ transplantation. Murray maintained a lifelong connection with and compassion for his patients. In 2004, Murray and original kidney donor Ron Herrick attended the U.S. transplant games in Minneapolis and together lit the Olympic torch there. When organ donor Ron Herrick died 58 years after the surgery, Dr. Murray had no doubt that he wanted to attend the funeral in rural Maine. Multiple generations of the Herrick family attended the service. Murray noticed that they all looked like the twins, Ron and Richard. Murray realized that Richard's children and grandchildren would not have existed if he had not performed the surgery. Murray became one of the leading experts in his field. He taught numerous medical students at Harvard Medical School and shared the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 1990. One comment about Murray's work was that it proved to a doubting world that it was possible to transplant organs to save the lives of dying patients. Yet Murray always remained humble about his own and mankind's understanding of the world. Again, in Murray's words, I think the important thing to realize is how little we know about anything, how flowers unfold, how butterflies migrate. We have to avoid the arrogance of persons on either side of the science-religion divide who feel that they have all the answers. We have to try to use our intellect with humility. Physician Joseph Murray had a worldview that honored God in his heart and in his work. This is how Murray once expressed his faith regarding his work. Work is a prayer, and I start off every morning dedicating it to our Creator. Every day is a prayer. I feel that, and I feel that very strongly. Murray also had this to say, We're just working with the tools God gave us. There's no reason that science and religion have to operate in an adversarial relationship. Both come from the same source, the only source of truth, the Creator. Dr. Joseph Murray was married to the wife of his youth for 67 years. When Murray died in 2012, he was survived by his wife, six children, 18 grandchildren, and nine great-grandchildren. As Murray had requested... A song played at his memorial service was one made famous by Louis Armstrong, titled What a Wonderful World. Psalm 139 expresses this same wonder at how God created human beings. The psalmist wrote, For you formed my inward parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works— and my soul knows it very well. We tell about Dr. Joseph Murray as one story in the world view portion of the high school curriculum Exploring World Geography published by Knotgrass History. I'm Ray Knotgrass. Thank you for exploring with me the life of a man of science and faith, Dr. Joseph Murray. This has been Exploring History with Ray Knockgrass, a production of Knockgrass History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with our episodes. If you want to learn about new homeschool resources and opportunities from Knockgrass History, you can sign up for our email newsletter at exploringhistorypodcast.com. This program was produced by me, Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening.